All right, so that's some pretty uh, in important breaking news that we're getting from just the news about that spring subpoena and President Trump's full cooperation. Let's get reaction out, as promised, from Ohio Congressman Warren Davidson joining us now on AM 1420, The Answer, as this continues to just baffle uh, legal experts around the country. Congressman Davidson, good to have you back. How are you this morning, sir? Uh, always an honor. Thanks for having me on today. Absolutely. Our pleasure. So we, we were spending a lot of time discussing this breaking news that uh, multiple sources uh, very close to President Trump and close to the event said that there was a subpoena this past spring from the FBI uh, to uh, uh, to gather and collect some uh, documents for the National Archives, the Justice Department, rather. And President Trump cooperated on June 3rd. President Trump personally surprised the DOJ National Security Division prosecutor and agents who came to his compound on June 3rd and greeted them as they came to pick up a small number of documents compliant with the subpoena. They requested access to his personal storage locker where he stored a lot of his stuff from his presidency. He followed everything to the letter. So, Congressman Davidson, my first question for you is, if they got full cooperation from a subpoena the first time around, why wouldn't they just come back with a second subpoena and say, yeah, we need to look at a few more things. Why 40 agents for nine and a half hours uh, uh, serving this warrant very, very publicly with cameras buzzing all around, if not for politics? Well, look, it's always uh, hard to assign motives, but I think at this point, after three years of uh, Russia collusion based on fraudulent warrants, after the way they've politicized the FBI in every front and so many other agencies, it's hard to trust that this was an objective uh, action by the FBI or by the Department of Justice. And you look at the ties uh, to the judge that issued the warrant, hard to believe it's an objective thing. So, you know, America's uh, justice system is supposed to be beyond reproach, and we're sadly at a position where no one feels that way. You know, that's that's a great point. Um there, there was a there was a commentator on MSNBC on Tuesday after this all went down on on Monday, who said that uh, the FBI deserves the benefit of the doubt. All of these critics, all of these Trump supporters, all of these MAGA supporters, and so forth, being critical of the FBI are not giving them their due, uh, their due, and uh, and the respect of the benefit of the doubt that they knew what they were doing. And and. I have to ask you, how do you feel about this FBI, the same FBI that, as you pointed out, um, uh, uh, surveilled uh, a a presidential campaign and then an actual sitting president, all based on phony information, phony warrant, FISA court warrants obtained by uh, by fraudulent documents and so forth. Has the FBI, in your opinion, Congressman, earned the benefit of the doubt, this FBI under this leadership? They had the benefit of the doubt for the first year of the Russia collusion thing. And then as everything started unwinding, you know, people said, well, I don't know. I don't know where Trump is coming from with they spied on my campaign. Let's give the FBI the benefit of the doubt. And then when you look after the fact, who was right? It was Donald Trump. Uh, they were they were doing all the things he said they were doing, and they were basing it on lies. And there's still no accountability for the people that were doing the lying. Uh, and the spying. So, you know, I think they've given given away that. And, you know, when, when James Comey was fired, it was a chance for a reset with the FBI. I got to personally tell Christopher Ray, hey, I had never met you, uh, but you got to know that people in my district just don't trust you guys. You know, the rank-and-file FBI agents, uh, they're inclined to do that, but the leadership is very damaged. So, you know, I wish you well, and I hope that you take this opportunity to restore the credibility of the FBI that is truly tainted in the eyes of a lot of Americans. Uh, and and obviously he hasn't done that. He's gone the other way. Everything that would undermine the credibility of the FBI 
they've done. And they've almost flaunted it. I mean, they're basically saying, look, if you're with us, if you're with the, if you're with the far left, if you're with the, the leadership of the DNC, I'm not even going to say Democrats, not even all the Democrats in Congress, the far left, the people pushing the envelope in this country, politicizing every kind of agency uh, that we can get after, whether it's the FBI, the SEC, the IRS, the F- FDIC, bank regulators filtering bank transactions, debanking people. Um, if you're with these guys, well, we got your back, Hunter Biden. We got your back, Hillary Clinton. We got your back, Lois Lerner. Uh, you got nothing to fear. We're, we're in your camp. Uh, and, but if you're on the other side, if you're a Republican Supreme Court justice, uh, or if you're supportive of Donald Trump, and of course, if you are Donald Trump uh, or his family, we're coming after you. And it's just like Ch- Senator Chuck Schumer said, you know, they've got six ways to Sunday, seven ways to Sunday. Mm-hmm. Who knows, however many ways uh, they're going to get after you if you cross them. And clearly, you know, what he said is there's a way that this uh, group gets politicized and, and you know, turned against uh, people. It looks like that's what's happened. And so I think it's really hard to say, oh, well, let's just keep giving them the They've ruined that. Well, targeting Trump supporters, in addition to Trump himself, is uh, is evident, which we'll talk about in a moment. And that is, of course, the politicization and the weaponization of not just the FBI, but of the IRS by way of this ridiculous bill. Uh, but let me, I want to stay where we are on, I want to talk about law and order here. Um, you know, Hillary Clinton was verified by the FBI to have uh um held on to and refused to surrender over 33,000 documents marked classified by the president classified documents that were marked as such she didn't not only turn them over she destroyed them and every ev- every trace evidence of them ever existing she d- deleted them from her computers then she bleach bit her com- uh, uh, her computers so they could not be recovered then any evidence that might have been on email exchanges by way of uh, blackberry phones at the time were smashed with hammers so th- their drives could never be recovered as well and congressman Warren Davidson they never raided her they never punished her there was no repercussion for this and now, how do you feel about your Democrat colleagues all chanting in unison, no one is above the law, in, in reference to President Trump? Well, if it weren't for double, double standards, they wouldn't have standards. I mean, this, is, this has been an ongoing problem. And this is why people, look, they, wanna, they want uh, the principle to be there. No one should be above the law. They want Lady Justice blindfolded. But frankly, for a generation or more, no one has believed that out of the FBI or the Department of Justice. And, you know, even when Donald Trump was president, even when Jeff Sessions was attorney general, when Bill Barr was attorney general, uh, you know, people knew that it was hard to get uh, the people in the Department of Justice to actually uh, do the things that the administration was pushing to do that were well within the, I mean, the, the authority of the president of the United States. So anyone that doubts that there was a deep state, at this point, how do you keep doubting that there's a deep state? I mean, there are people that, are basically on autopilot to run their agenda or some other some other agenda than whatever is the duly elected leadership of the country, and uh, you know you, you you as I said you highlighted as well uh, there are people that are above the law that's if you're with the the cause and if you're not well they're going to target you and that's exactly what's happened look at the message that targeting Scott Perry sends uh, you know they seize the chairman of the Freedom Caucus's phone. Why would they do that? Well, the most supportive uh, faction of Congress for President Trump has been the Freedom Caucus. 
Uh, so it's it's uh, it's hard to say that that's an objective approach. Maybe it is, uh, but I think we're we're right to be skeptical at this point. And really, the right thing would be for Merrick Garland to come in tomorrow and talk to the just uh, the the uh, you know Judiciary Committee in Congress and explain to Republicans and Democrats here's what's going on in the Department of Justice. Um, we're talking with Congressman Warren Davidson now on AM fourteen twenty. The answer, Congressman, I'm glad to have you speaking out as forcefully as you are. I've had Jim Jordan on the air twice this week, uh, responding to this. Um, you know, Kevin McCarthy issued a very strong statement that he's had enough of this, and he's telling uh, Merrick Garland, "Clear your calendar and save your documents because we're coming for oversight." Outside of you guys, though. Has the overall GOP response been strong enough to this unprecedented uh, attack and intimidation uh, and an attempt to smear a former president? Because I mean, a lot of people don't think the GOP is doing enough. Well, look, I think I'm impressed with the House GOP leadership. We've spoken broadly with one voice. Uh, we've seen forceful statements from members across the political spectrum, and I hope we stay united in that. Uh, I hope that when we come into town Friday, we have a press conference that Frankly, every member attends and says, this is this is nonsense. We demand answers. And frankly, we need to make part of our commitment to America that when we do get the ability to actually use the power of Congress, uh, that we will. And in the meantime, we'll use our voices to call it out as, uh, you know, you know, just wrong, fundamentally wrong uh, to see uh, our Department of Justice tainted with the perception if not the reality of being weaponized against uh, political ideology, uh, it, which is really against the American people at the end of the day. I mean, they're, they're out there voting and sending people like Donald Trump, people like uh, Jim Jordan, people like, you know, Scott Perry from the Freedom Caucus, because they want us to be fighting for them, to be defending freedom and their principles that are protected by our Constitution, that are being shredded by these agencies. Uh, and so, you know, I think we get lots of reinforcement to say, keep plotting for us, keep fighting a good fight. Uh, so we have to keep that momentum. But I, I do hope that we get joined by more voices in the Senate because it's been disparaging to see, uh, you know, some of the comments that are so weak out of some of the senators, frankly. So I hope we see more senators speak with a louder, more unified voice that lines up with what we're seeing out of the House of Representatives. I completely concur. We're talking with Congressman Warren Davidson this morning, reacting to the raid, reacting to the latest news that a subpoena was issued to President Trump for these documents or several documents back in the spring, completely complied with, uh, cooperated with on June 3rd. Uh, there is no need whatsoever for anything more than another subpoena. This was completely over the top, and I'm glad to hear you saying this. I want to talk more about targeting, because you're right. It is targeting the American people, and there is simply no other way to explain the 87,000 new FBI agents that are going to be funded by this bill that you guys are going to vote on tomorrow. Um, you know, uh, and in fact, I believe the uh, the House GOP or or it's some 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 body of the GOP has has done the numbers and found that some 710,000 of the new 1.2 million audits that will be done annually with this new IRS force will be done of people making $75,000 a year or less. How can we see this as anything other than targeting of middle-class America, and more specifically, Congressman Davidson, targeting of conservative middle-class Americans, just like they did in 2011 after the Tea Party delivered a huge midterm victory against Barack Obama? 
Yeah, I'm glad you tied that back to what Lois Lerner and Koskinen were doing with the IRS back then. Because this is, I mean, look, what is 87,000 people? It's five infantry divisions. I mean, so if people don't know, we have 10 infantry divisions in the entire active duty army. The last time we had five infantry divisions anywhere in the world was the Vietnam War. We've been at war in a lot of places since then. We haven't had five infantry divisions engaged in combat. You've got five infantry divisions. They're not aimed at, at 700 billionaires. They're aimed at the American people, and more precisely, as you say, who are they going to be aimed at? They're going to be aimed at the nonprofits, the support structure, or the conservative movement in America. And you've already got 10, 10 or more whistleblowers coming, not to the majority party in Congress, but to the minority party saying the FBI is being used and told to categorize basic crimes as domestic terrorist threats. Uh, because they want to further politicize the FBI and every tool in the kit bag. This is a this is a this is a police state style tactic um, from Democratic leadership. The leaders of the far left movement in our country uh, are, are trying to use every tool in their uh, arsenal to go after uh, political speech. They're not going after the real enemies of our country. They're not focused on stopping China. They were upset about Nancy Pelosi even bucking the trend to even stop in Taiwan. They are they are not focused on actual enemies of our country. They're focused domestically on political power. Yeah, yeah. Well, the FBI targeting or being asked to target by the National School Boards Association parents who come in and are too loud or too harassing or too intimidating, in their words, at school board meetings, treat them as domestic terrorists, check, uh, go after, you know, and, and this this part about the IRS, again, we've seen it before, any group that had Patriot or 912 Project or Tea Party or things like that in their name, we're singled out for uh, for harassment and for delays and for denials of tax-exempt status back in 2011. And now I hear people, Congressman, my, my listeners, telling me they're going to delete their social media accounts because they don't want to have their names associated with being Trump supporters on Facebook or on Twitter or wherever because they know that the IRS is going to specifically look for political enemies to target and to silence. So their their people are going to close their accounts feeling like I can't speak freely here because I know they're coming for me if I do. That is just I mean we we're, we're talking about more than just third world banana republic stuff here. We're talking about full on fascism. Yeah, I mean, if you look, uh, the Frankfurt School of Marxists, Gramsci scholars, the people leading the far left movement in America since, at least since the 60s, uh, it, it, they, this critical theory, uh, it, and people heard critical theory related to race, that's just one variation. It uses race as a way to divide America and tear it down. They never offer a, salute, offer a solution for the country. It's always how to tear it down, to deconstruct it, became, as Barack Obama campaigned in 2008. They would want to fundamentally remake America. And don't forget that where did this happen? It happened first in Ohio. Lois Lerner was Cincinnati-based. They were targeting Tea Party groups in Westchester, Ohio, Cincinnati area. And, and that's the way the audits have gone. They're, they're more, there's a showing that uh, the audits are already being targeted more to, to red areas in the country than blue areas in the country. And, and when you look at it, people say, oh, well, but that's because Republicans have all the money. If you look at Republicans in Congress, if you look at Republicans in Congress, the top 100 wealthiest districts in the country, 74 of them are represented by Democrats. If you look at the poorest 100 counties in America, it's 51-49, with 51 of them being represented by Democrats. 
every one of the Democrat districts is represented by a black caucus or congressional Hispanic caucus member. And the Republican members in the poorest districts in the country are overwhelmingly House Freedom Caucus, Republican Study Committee, conservatives. Uh, they are not targeting they are not targeting uh, hedge fund billionaires with mm-hmm. these 87,000 agents. They're going after political thought and political speech. And it just reinforces what they're already trying to do, silence opposition. Congressman Davidson, last thing before, and I hate to jump the gun before we win back the House, uh, but assuming we win back the House and, God willing, take the Senate as well, um, what are your thoughts on the Holman rule that everybody's talking about now, a way to undo the damage to specifically uh, put forth a bill that would uh, uh, that would allow the Congress to essentially defund one particular branch or element of the government, and in this case the new 87,000 IRS agents? Thoughts on that? I'm so energized to hear you talking about it, and we need everyone in America to be demanding that this is part of the House rules package. It was when Republicans had the majority. We didn't really make use of it when we had the House, the Senate, the presidency, but we should have. Uh, we have to restore that to the rules package. Uh, the House Freedom Caucus just laid out the idea that we should change the rules. Now, this is inside baseball. It's going to go past a lot of people, but maybe the folks that are listening to your show and shows like it around the country are going to put pressure on their members. You've got to support the Freedom Caucus rules package, and we can't just make it the Freedom Caucus rules package. Regular members need to have a bigger voice in the governance of our Congress. No one sends their member of Congress to go there and follow orders. They want them to fight for them in their districts. And if we do that across America, we're going to take back the House, we're going to take back our country, and we're going to save America. That is exactly what has to happen, and uh, I'm really, really, really glad to have you there uh, helping to lead the fight uh, because it, it is that important. Uh, Congressman uh, Warren Davidson, representing Ohio 8, uh, really appreciate you coming on. I really appreciate the work that you're doing, and uh, hopefully we can check back in with you as we, uh, as we check on the progress of all of this. Anytime. Thanks for what you can do, and God bless you and all your listeners. And to you, sir. Thank you. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.